Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama. Now your host, Timothy George. Welcome to today's Beeson Podcast. This is that week during the month when we listen to a sermon. Dr. Smith is with me here in the studio, and we're going to introduce you today to a sermon by one of the great voices of the 20th century, a radio preacher known around the world for his preaching power and skill, Oswald Hoffman, for many years, 33 years, in fact. He was the speaker on the Lutheran Hour. And I remember Dr. Smith hearing him when I was growing up, uh, listening to the Lutheran Hour, that great grovelly voice. I wish I had a voice like he had. Dr. Oswald Hoffman. And this is a special sermon. It's an Easter sermon that was preached in 1980. What are we going to hear? Dean George, we're going to hear a man who brings together exegesis and experience. He's not just talking about the resurrection as an historical doctrine but as a contemporary experiential reality. He wants the hearers to experience Christ, to know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. The text is Philippians 3, um, verses 4 through 10, in which Oswald Hoffman is in essence saying to us, that the resurrection of Christ was a surprise. No one thought he would rise from the dead, and yet he did. And this recurring statement that if this could happen to Paul, then it can happen to us Hmm. even today. So he bridges the gap of 20 centuries. It's application all the way through. Uh, Key words that are important for him. Once again, it is experiential. He says... Christ is not only Lord, he wants to be my Lord. He wants to be uh, our Lord, etc. So it's experiential, it's connectional, it's relational. Uh, The reality of the resurrection in the day of death, only Jesus Christ counts. Mm -hmm. So he's pushing us to say, in essence, that if Jesus Christ counts in the day of death, he ought to count in the day of life while mm. we are living today. Uh, and finally, his voice. You talked about his voice. This man sounds like he believes in the resurrection. <laughs> and that is not a peripheral, but it is a central, the central doctrine of the Christian faith. And if Christ be not risen from the dead, everything that we do uh, really is in vain. Uh, I close by saying this that he moves toward the final breath that we will breathe on earth. And in essence, gives us hope in saying that one day, this Jesus who's given us resurrected life while we live will resurrect our dead bodies and take us to be with him forever. This is an Easter message that is not just welcoming the spring, but it is Easter message that is welcoming a relational life lived in this life, anticipating the next life in the world to come. Christ the Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's listen to Dr. Oswald Hoffman from 1980 on the Lutheran Hour, speaking on Christ's resurrection makes everything new. Nobody expected Jesus Christ to rise from the dead, but he did. It is the surprise of Easter. Nobody expects that Jesus Christ can renew the lives of people today, 
But he does, to the great surprise of everybody. It surprises me, and I imagine it surprises you. It is the surprise of the Easter hymn, written by Martin Luther in 1524. Christ Jesus lay in death's strong bands for our offenses given. But now at God's right hand he stands and brings us life from heaven. Therefore let us joyful be and sing to God right thankfully loud songs of hallelujah. So let us keep the festival whereto the Lord invites us. Christ is himself the joy of all, the sun that warms and lights us. By his grace he does impart eternal sunshine to the heart. The night of sin is ended. Hallelujah. It's the kind of thing St. Paul was always telling people after he came to know Jesus Christ, who was crucified and then revived again from the dead. That meeting with Jesus Christ, alive and well, changed this man's whole life, his whole attitude, his whole way of looking at things. All those things, he said, that I might count as profit, I now reckon as loss for Christ's sake. Not only those things, I reckon everything as complete loss for the sake of what is so much more valuable, the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have thrown everything away. I consider it all as mere garbage so that I might gain Christ and be completely united with him. No longer do I have a righteousness of my own the kind to be gained by obeying the law. I now have the righteousness that is given through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is based on faith. All I want is to know Christ and feel the power of his resurrection, to share in his sufferings and become like him in his death in the hope that I myself will be raised from death to life. It's a magnificent expectation. If it is true that Christ has risen from the dead, the expectation of being raised from death to life, surprising as it may be, is completely in order. If it happened to Christ, it can happen to anyone who knows Christ and goes with him. It can happen to you as it can happen to me. Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. The grave could not hold him. Pilate placed a seal on his tomb and posted a guard. The seal was broken. The angel rolled away the stone. The guards fled in fear. Except for the linen grave cloths and the folded head covering, all lying there where the body had been, the grave was empty. Angels proclaimed the resurrection and asked the followers of Christ why they looked for the living among the dead. That first Easter day, one astonishing piece of news followed the other. Jesus Christ, who had died on a cross, was really alive. They saw him. They talked with him. They ate with him. They knew him. It wasn't anybody else. It wasn't a dream. The miracle of the ages had taken place, and everything was changed. Christ Jesus has risen from the dead, my friend. And everything is different. It changes everything, the whole course of human events, the whole meaning of history, the whole present and the whole future. Christ has risen, and that changes everything. It is useless now to look for Christ in a tomb somewhere. I know that runs counter to everything in human experience. In Jesus Christ, 
There's a new way of looking at things. Jesus Christ was crucified for the sins of the world. And there's forgiveness for all in Jesus Christ, for all men, and for everything they have done to thwart the will of God in the world. That changes everything. Jesus Christ was crucified, and everything is new. Because Jesus Christ gave himself in all obedience for the life of the world, God raised him from the dead by his own glory and made him Lord of everything. Now everything is different. Things become things again, to be mastered rather than to master. Things get their proper place. Things you can take or leave when you have Jesus Christ. That's different already. Everything takes second place to him. And one thing becomes really valuable, the knowledge of Christ Jesus who is Lord. St. Paul said, the things that I might count as profit, I now reckon as loss for Christ's sake. Not only those things, I reckon everything as complete loss for the sake of what is so much more valuable, the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's personal. The man knew something personally, and he had it in his personal possession. It was the knowledge of Jesus Christ, his Lord. Jesus Christ, crucified and risen again from the dead, is not just Lord. He is your Lord. He is my Lord. He is our Lord. Jesus Christ counts. Everything else is secondary. Power, prestige, and position are secondary. No man can be satisfied with any one of them, not in the face of what is still to come. What is still to come is death, and that changes everything. It is certain that we brought nothing into this world and that we shall carry nothing out. That goes for all of our money, and it goes for all of our piety as well. All the religious and all the secular pieties upon which people depend so much are not going to count in the day of death. In that day, only Jesus Christ counts, and faith in him, which is the deciding thing in the sight of God. God wants people to believe in him. Here was a man who believed. He said, for the sake of Christ, I have thrown everything away. I consider it all as mere garbage, so that I might gain Christ and be completely united with him in faith. No longer do I have a righteousness of my own, the kind to be gained by obeying the law. I now have the righteousness that is given through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is based on faith. Talk about a program. That's it. It is the program of faith. Nothing takes the place of faith. Only faith will do. It is faith in Jesus Christ. And that is faith in God. When I talk about faith in Christ, I'm not trying to sell anybody a bill of goods. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Anybody can believe in him. By faith in Christ, men and women, boys and girls acquire righteousness from God himself. It is not the righteousness of being good, the righteousness of religious piety the righteousness of going through a certain set of motions and getting the reputation of being religious. It is none of that. Faith is the thing. 
No longer do I have a righteousness of my own, the kind to be gained by obeying the law, even when it is the law of God. I now have the righteousness that is given through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God, that is based on faith. Now that changes everything. It makes a lot of things that are happening in the church today seem very unimportant. It makes a lot of things that are happening in the world today seem very stupid. It is one of the reasons I like almost any kind of music in the church as long as it is the music of faith. I can take candles, bells, pictures, statuary, windows, banners, liturgies, vestments, and everything that goes with them. Or I can forget about the whole business as long as there is faith in the church. I can take all the shenanigans going on in the church and all the disputes about organization and reorganization, even the divisiveness of people who are governed more by their hostilities than by their gentleness, as long as the gospel of Christ is being preached and there are people who have faith in him. I can take change because things do change and people change. I'm interested in what St. Paul was talking about. The knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have thrown everything away, he said. I consider it all as mere garbage, so that I might gain Christ and be completely united with him. That's the important thing. Not to play the big role on my own, as if I were something, but to accept the righteousness that is given through faith in Christ the righteousness that comes from God and is based on faith in the Son of God. The resurrection of Christ affects the way in which we see everything and hear everything. The resurrection of Christ affects the way in which you see everything and hear everything about you. That is when you know him and have him as your Lord. It is what St. Paul is trying to get across to you. This is what happened to him and it can happen to you. This man was a stickler for the law of God. He was not an easygoing libertarian. He came from the right people. He observed the proper practices. He ate the right foods. He was a graduate of the right university. He had right character and right zeal. He could call himself blameless without fault as far as the commands of the law are concerned. Being right, he went far wrong. He held the coats of those who stoned a young man named Stephen. He arrested men and women who followed Christ. Later on, he called himself an imposter, a fraud, an enemy of God. He was talking, of course, about that man who had been righteous because he tried to obey the law. All of that changed when he came to know the risen Christ, the Savior of the world. I guess almost everybody has heard the story of Saul by this time how he was on the way to Damascus with letters of arrest for Christians in that city. And then Christ, the risen Christ, met Saul on that road, and he became Paul. Christ is not an imposter, and Christ is not dead. He has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. He was Paul's Lord, and he is my Lord. I don't have a corner on him, nor does anybody else. He is Lord of all. He is your Lord. Know him now and be changed. You are not right with God, my friend, by the accident of your physical birth. The color of your skin, whether it is white or black or brown, 
does not make you acceptable to God. Your nationality gives you no special in with God. Acceptability with God does not consist of sitting with the right people in church. It doesn't depend upon whether your church is Gothic or modern in style. Nor are you going to get by with God by standing on your dignity, boasting of the fact that you never go to church. That won't count either. Only faith counts. Faith in God that he has sent Jesus Christ and that he raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Righteousness comes from God through that faith in Christ. It is the only righteousness that really counts. It is righteousness, as Martin Luther used to say, by faith alone. It makes all the difference in the world. All those things that I might count as profit, I now reckon as loss for the sake of Christ. I count everything as complete loss for the sake of what is so much more valuable the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have thrown everything away. I consider it all as mere garbage that I might gain Christ and be completely united with him. It is not my own righteousness, it is his. And I have it by faith in Christ. All I want to know is Christ and to experience the power of his resurrection, to share in his sufferings and become like him in his death in the hope of the glorious hope that I myself will be raised from death to life. Only one righteous, holy, perfect life in this earth of ours, and that was his. It's not my life, it's not your life, it is not Paul's life. That righteous life of Jesus Christ, I take for myself, as Paul did, and as you can do too. I take it by faith. He is mine by faith. The power of the resurrection is mine by faith. It is like going down with him into his death only to be raised with him to life. It is the hope that God himself makes good. By faith in Christ, I myself will be raised from death to life. God makes it good. Now that's Easter. That's what it's all about. It's not just a festival to remember the springtime, but to celebrate the coming to life again of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is part of our history. Death could not hold the Son of God. In the power of his resurrection, death can no longer hold the sons and daughters of God who come to be members of his family by faith in him. You can claim that power for your own, my friend. You can claim the righteousness of Christ as your own. You can get a whole new bearing on life through faith in Christ. You know where you're at in Christ. And you know where you're going in Christ. With faith in Christ, you have everything. All I want, said St. Paul, is to know Christ and experience the power of his resurrection. To share in his sufferings and become like him in his death. In the hope that I myself will be raised from death to life. Nobody talks that way unless he knows Jesus Christ and has him as his Lord. Jesus Christ is not dead. He's alive. He knows you, and he can be known by you. To know Christ is to experience his forgiveness and to have the new life he gives. You experience the power of his resurrection, 
and live in the hope of being raised as he was, from death to life. There's a certain power in the righteousness that comes from trying to be good, all on your own. People will respect you, at least some of them will. You can have the satisfaction of at least contributing something to the world instead of tearing it down. Whatever people may think, the rewards of goodness are greater than the rewards of badness. But that kind of righteousness is nothing in comparison with the righteousness of God which comes through faith in Jesus Christ. There is power, the power of Christ's resurrection that destroys death. It is the dynamite that opens graves. It is the dynamic force giving people a new life right here and now. It gives them new attitudes, new hope, new everything. And it's for you in Christ. In your place, my friend, Jesus Christ was crucified. As your Savior, he rose from the dead. He's for you. Know him and experience the power of his resurrection. In Christ, resurrection from the dead has come for you. Dying with him, you are forgiven. And rising with him from death to life, you experience in your own mortal body the power of his resurrection. He's alive and he's yours. Come alive, my friend in the valuable knowledge of Christ Jesus, your Lord. Amen. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast with host Timothy George. You can subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at our website, BeesonDivinity.com. Beeson Divinity School is an interdenominational evangelical divinity school training men and women in the service of Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast will aid and encourage your work, and we hope you will listen to each upcoming edition of the Beeson Podcast.